0: Welcome back to Big Sis Chats. This is Natalie. So today I wanted to talk about something that I've struggled with. I know a few friends of mine have struggled with and that's toxic friendships. I think toxic friendships can be as bad as toxic relationships. Um, I definitely have dealt with some friendships that have gone sour. And I just want to talk about when to know when it's getting toxic, what are some warning signs, and then also I kind of want to dive into green flags in friendships and things that may want you to keep a friendship going. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to start off with a story time. So I had a friendship and I thought this girl was so sweet. And then one day she came to me and she was telling me about her problem with her friends. And I felt like this girl was just really misunderstood. And I felt really bad for her. And I offered her advice. And then um, she started talking about how she didn't have any friends from high school and how everyone turned on her. And I don't know. I was once again just thinking she was misunderstood. But I do find when people struggle to keep friendships and they're blaming others that they're typically the problem. Yeah, I was kind of just like, oh, well, she's so sweet and she does all these nice things for me. There's no way that she is a red flag. I'm going to ignore my typical red flag and keep this friendship going. And then I accidentally met her friend group. She never really introduced me to them. I remember if I would ask her to hang out prior to meeting them, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to dinner with my friend group at the cafeteria. And I always just thought it was a bit odd that she would not invite me. Um, I don't think that you have to necessarily invite people places and all that. But if it keeps reoccurring where it's just like dining hall food and you're going to eat, I don't really see a problem with inviting someone if um, repeatedly this keeps happening. But she never wanted to introduce me. And the whole reason that I ended up meeting them was because we all lived in the same building on the same floor. So then I get to know her friends and I actually really click with them. And I think they're just really awesome, super sweet. Um, one of them I am pretty close with. We have similar family values, and I still am friends with a lot of them today. And I thought once again, I was like, this is so weird. You know, she says all this crap about her friends, but they're really sweet and caring. And I don't see what she's saying, if that makes sense. And then as she got more comfortable with me, she started talking shit about every single one of our friends. So I knew for me, that is very clear. If you're talking shit about your friends, I know you're talking shit about me. I honestly was in college. I wasn't really sure what to do here. I didn't want to cut her off. She was friends with so many of my friends. So I kind of just kept it going. But anytime that she tried to start talking shit about any of our friends, I would redirect it because I don't like talking poorly about my friends. I'm a very loyal person if I have a problem with you, I will say it to you. I do not talk poorly about my friends to other people, especially other friends. I get if you need advice about something. If I need advice about something, I go to an outside source. I do not talk to someone that they are friends with. That's just putting people in the middle and it gets very messy. And then she would get all mad. She's talking really poorly to them. But say if they passed us in the hallway or something like that, she'd be like, oh, my God, hey, how are you? And I don't know. That just drives me insane. Like, I'm a very frank person. If I'm annoyed with you, you will know. So like I don't like that two-faced attitude. So that was another red flag for me. And then I felt like the dynamic of the friendship really shifted because um, – She started to be a little bit rude to me and say some rude comments. And I'm going to get into that a little bit. So I remember this one time we were in the dining hall and she was having some issues. And I had offered her advice. And then she brought up the issues again. And I was like, oh, well, did you do that? And then she just snapped at me. And I don't know. The way she did it, it just like, I literally was trying not to cry in the dining hall. Because I, I didn't really understand what she wanted from me, you know. She asked me for advice, and then she brought up the same issue. And I just asked her, "Oh, hey, did you do this?" And then she just snapped. And I get so when you're in a difficult spot, sometimes that can happen. So I just let that slide because I was like, "Okay, this is the first time she's ever snapped at me. It's like a one-off thing." She did apologize, so I was like, "Okay, chill. We'll leave it in the leave it in the dust. Let's keep going." Blah 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 blah, and then. I think because I was just so forgiving and ready to start over, that she kind of took advantage of that. So I think because I was so forgiving, she kind of realized that she could snap at me whenever she was in a poor mood and just be rude to me. I remember um, pretty much, I do have a very happy go lucky personality. I like, I'm pretty. I don't know, I I just just happy, hyper, I don't know. (laughs) And anytime she was in a shitty mood, could do nothing with me, she would snap at me, and it was making me feel really bad. I just felt like shit. And I definitely was reevaluating our friendship, and she was really good at pulling me back in. So after a while, it wasn't just snapping and just being like oh my god shut up or um walking away or just rolling her eyes and telling me that I'm being stupid or something like that when I was just literally enjoying life (laughs) um she started making rude comments and making me feel insecure about myself and I definitely I'm not going to give examples examples because I feel like that's just going to go too deep in but I definitely think it was projection and things that not only she knew I was insecure about, but possibly things she was insecure about. And I also remember there were several guys that I liked and she also started liking them. And I really, I'm not one of those, I I don't know, I'm not someone that would jeopardize a friendship over a boy. So I would just be like, oh, you're interested in him too, like go for it or whatever. Like I really just didn't care. But I remember she was just always playing these mind games. And there was one time there was a guy I liked, and then she liked. And once again, I was just like, oh, whatever, it's fine. And she's like, oh, you know, go after him. It's completely fine. But um, she just clearly didn't mean that. And at this point, between the rude comments, talking behind friends back, and then there's just the mind games with um, guys, I was just like, you know what? I'm good so I kind of just started to phase her out of my life but once again she was really good at pulling me back in if she made me feel like shit she would do something for me like I, I'm gonna give an example say if like my favorite ice cream flavor is strawberry she would go out and she would get me like a strawberry ice cream I'm like oh my god see she's so nice like she remembers my favorite ice cream and That's just, I don't know if you guys know the cycle of abuse, which is used in friendship, not friendships, in relationships, but it kind of was that similar dynamic where they blow up at you, they're really rude to you, and then they feel bad, they apologize, they do something nice for you, and then the cycle kind of continues. That's kind of where it was at. I'm not saying that it was an abusive relationship, but... It was very manipulative, and I didn't really fully comprehend that. I knew something was wrong. I knew that I didn't want to be a part of that friendship anymore, but she was very good at pulling me back in. Pretty much, I just kind of ended up phasing her out. It was pretty easy with COVID happening, and other members within my friend group, they had a separate issue with her, and they phased her out because, like I said, I don't talk shit about my friends. And then one day I was on the phone with one of my friends that we have mutually and they brought up that they weren't really talking to this girl anymore. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not talking to this girl anymore. And then we kind of had this like, Oh shit realization. We're like, Oh, you're no longer friends with her too. And I was like "Too." And then she was like, I was scared to bring this up to you. And I was like, I was scared to bring this up to you. And then I found that, um, her and then one of my friends ended up phasing her out because she was like very rude to them I keep saying very rude because I just don't want to give too many details because there are other people involved but yeah I the fact that we just all were on the same page and we all ended up not being friends with her kind of just says a lot definitely says that my instincts were right and it, I, it was time for her to be phased out of my life I forgot to mention this, but there were several times when she would copy me. Um, I have a bracelet that I always wear every single day. She didn't really comment on it, but she noticed it. Then she got it. Um, There are other examples that I just don't feel comfortable sharing because then it just really makes it obvious who this is, but... Yeah, there are just a lot of things in my life where she switched parts of her life to be like mine. And one of my friends that, once again, that was no longer friends with her anymore, she's like, this is kind of creepy how much she's copying you. I blocked her on all different forms of social media, even though, honestly, all I really use is Instagram, but she had like 50 different accounts, so I had to block her. And this is before they had that thing where it's like block all um, accounts associated with this email or whatever. Okay, so take away from red flags. If someone says that, they, if they, someone has a victim complex where they're like, everyone has done me wrong, I don't really have any friends, blah, 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 blah. Red flag. Another red flag is, obviously, if they're making fun of you and you tell them, hey, this makes me upset, this makes me uncomfortable, can you knock it off? Red flag, if they keep going. She did that a lot. Um, If they are really good at apologizing and doing something that makes you feel special after they snap at you. And this is a constant cycle. Big red flag. If they're talking shit about their friends and they act cordial and friendly to their face, that's a huge red flag. So also, like I said, she would copy me, not really comment on it. But it was very apparent that she was trying to mimic me. That's a big red flag as well. That kind of just signals that there is some jealousy there. They're trying to be like you. And, they're, and if they're doing all those other things, they're trying to tear you down and make you feel bad. So that is another red flag. And you should just get out of that friendship. That's not a friendship. They're trying to mimic and become you. I honestly think that insecurity kind of just – causes friendship dynamics like this. I don't believe, I'm not someone who thinks that um, a person is completely toxic. I think everyone has good in them. Everyone has bad in them. No one is inherently good or bad. So I don't really like to call people toxic, toxic. I call friendships toxic, relationships toxic, whatever. So that is all about the red flags and things that didn't go well. So now I'm gonna talk about things that do go well and friendships that are really great and amazing, things you should look for in friendship dynamics. So I've had really solid friendships. Some of my closest friends I have known for 10 or so years now. And I always know they have my back. I know they're not judging me. And I know that I always have their love and support. So for example, um, I decided to start a podcast. They were like, yeah, go for it. And they were some of my first listeners. Um, They listened to the podcast and just knowing that they would take time out of their day to listen to it and to tell me what they liked about it. One of my friends really good with constructive feedback. So she gave me constructive feedback going forward, which I really appreciate. I love how honest they are with me and how open they are with me. It makes you feel like you're a part of a family, and that you are genuinely supportive. I know that I've never talked shit about them. They'll never talk shit about me. They've never done it. (laughs) They don't talk poorly about their friends. And I think that's such a big thing is that if you meet up with them or if you talk to them on the phone, if you text them, how do you feel after? Do you feel energized? Do you feel happy, warm? Those are great signs. That means those are people that are meant to be a part of your life. They enhance your energy and they make you feel good. And that's what's so important. So definitely in your your teens, you kind of see your friends every day. You have a lot more free time. Once you get into your 20s, out of the college time, that's when it becomes a little bit harder to stay in constant communication with your friends. Um, but what matters is that they make the effort. You're not going to hear from them every single day, especially when you're in your early twenties and you're figuring your shit out. You're starting your first job. You're not going to hear from your friends every single day. But what matters is that they show up. They will check in on you and you will check in on them and you'll have FaceTime catch up calls instead of instead of like texting every single day, maybe once a week you have a call. But what matters is that you're both putting in that effort to keep the friendship going. It's not going to be consistent. It's not going to be daily. But as long as you know how each other are doing and you're checking in, that's a great sign of a friendship. It doesn't have to be. It's You really do learn that in your 20s. It's not going to be constant texting, constant calling. But you guys are going to check in and you guys are going to love each other and make sure that you're both okay. And Another thing I would like to note is that when a friendship is 50-50, that doesn't necessarily mean that you hop on a call with your friend, ran about your problems, and then they ran about their problems because there are just times when people are mentally drained. I have those times. My friends have those times where they just need support, where you just kind of focus on them. And that's okay because you know that when you go through something, they're going to give you your full attention. And I've noticed that with my friends. It's just like 50-50 doesn't mean I'm going to share my drama, you're going to share your drama, and we're going to rant about it. It's just sometimes it just means – it's occasionally it can be that. But a lot of the times it's just that sometimes people just need to call you and rant. And they want you to listen and potentially offer advice. But then when they go through something, you got their back and you're going to do the same exact thing. That's what 50-50 means. It's not going to always be on um, one call and sharing each other's shit. Like it's Sometimes people just need support and they can't really hear other things because they're overwhelmed. And I've learned that in my 20s as well or maybe late teens because I can see in my friends sometimes, sometimes they shut down when they're going through a lot. So I just need to support them and pull my problems. I'm just going to throw them away, listen to that hour and a half call or so, and help them through it. So we've covered a lot in this episode, I think. So for I'm going to repeat the red flags again just because we've, once again, gone through a lot. So red flags. If they're talking poorly about their friends, they are talking poorly about you that's a red flag. If they have that victim complex where they're always the one that is getting hurt or whatever like that, they're never the problem, that's a red flag. If they make you feel bad and then just kind of constantly go through this cycle of making it up to you and then making you feel bad, that's really horrible. And also, if on top of all that, they're making weird comments about you, making you feel insecure, and if they're copying you, with that combo, that probably means that there's a lot of underlying jealousy and this dynamic is just not going to work. So that's a red flag. Okay. Green flags. They make you feel good. You talk to them and you feel energized. There's a 50-50 dynamic where there are going to be times when you share your problems, they're going to share your problems, and you guys always have each other's backs. You know, you're going to go into different endeavors in life, but your your friends are supporting you. They're making you feel confident with your decisions. They're keeping it real with you. You trust them. You feel like they are your family. Those are all green flags. Okay, guys, that's it. I'm pretty proud of myself. This is almost 20 minutes long. Um, So next week, I'm not quite sure which topic I want to dive into. So it's going to be mystery episode week. If you want to know what the mystery is, you have to come back next Friday and see. So this is Natalie. This is Big Sis Chats. I really hope that you had some good takeaways from this episode and that I could have helped you out. I'll see you next week.